Okay, it's recording now. Oh, Ricky Vaughn, bring the heat. It's, uh... Who was the the main character there? He Remember, he was the catcher. He felt... Was he catcher or third base? Catcher, yeah. He fell in love, like the big love story like, there. Yeah, Jake Taylor. Yeah. Jake Taylor. But... He oh, ended up Pedro Serrano. <laughs> That's who it was. Couldn't hit a curveball. He no. was unreal. Couldn't hit an off-speed pitch. <laughs> he was the best. <laughs> I'm bringing up a picture of him right now. Okay. <laughs> okay, I'll say loud that. everyone welcome to synergy stories that was uh the trogs with wild thing um should we say what movie it's from i think if you have a heartbeat and you've you've even held a baseball bat in your hand in your lifetime or baseball you know what that comes from cole i mean yeah it's pretty pretty self-explanatory i think if don't know that movie it's shame on you but what year was that wild thing no oh the song's old major league what what year major league came out uh we don't have to go all all deep <clears throat> have to be the 80s but 89, 89. Do, do you know what with our with our audience here let's let's go right to the uh, giveaway yeah. this week's giveaway um first person to to, to write into the show yeah who played Ricky Vaughn? Who played Ricky Vaughn? Mm-hmm. It's easy if you've seen the movie. Yeah. Not allowed to Google. Not allowed you to Google. You can't Google it. This should be something you should... Yeah, if, you, if you you've seen the movie, it's pretty easy. You should be pretty much pulling your car over the side of the road and, and, yeah. and writing into the show. And if you haven't seen the movie, you'll have no idea. No, not a clue. No idea. And if you haven't seen the movie, get out there now and see it. You're missing out if you haven't seen it. 89. It's old. 89 it came Fall out. Fall of the Berlin Wall. And major league, <laughs> but you know what? It's 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 timeless. <clears throat> yeah, it has eighty three percent on Rotten Tomatoes. That's pretty good. What's that? Rotten Tomatoes. It's like a it's movie. like a movie review. Yeah. Database. Hmm. They're pretty credible. If you have above eighty on Rotten Tomatoes, that's that's good. Really? Yeah. So what's theirs again? Eighty three percent. Impressive. That's good. Um. I guess without further ado, the reason we played Wild Thing and we're talking about Major League, um, arguably the best baseball movie of all time. Uh, our guest today, uh, Mr. Cole McLaren, Morell native, uh, University of Pittsburgh grad, and uh, Detroit Tigers prospect. Cole, thanks for coming in, man. Hey, yeah, thanks guys for having me on here. Um, I guess, should we ask Cole? Big day for Cole. Big day. Like I've Big seen day. Studio, this is Studio 2.0, though. Yeah. Listeners probably don't know that. They might be able to tell from the acoustics, but this is... We'll see. This is, this is not the typical studio call. Let me, no. let me roll this out for you. Cause yeah. Special treatment. Jeez, boys. Yeah. Big time. Excited. Um, I think we'll get right into it, Cole. Let's do it. So, University of Pittsburgh grad. You graduated this spring? So yeah, I graduated yeah. last April okay. with my Bachelor of Arts in, in Social Science. Okay. And then... 
from there, just kind of went, came home and <clears throat> took a break. And then the draft went by and then the Tigers called me in the end of June and, and wanted to, to sign me to an entry-level contract. And I think they called me on a Monday and I was on a flight Wednesday. So they didn't, uh, they didn't waste any time getting me down there and getting the ball rolling. But yeah, no, man, I mean, after Pittsburgh, I really had very limited time home and then was right, was right back into the into the swing of things. And you went to uh, to Florida for spring Yes, camp. I was yeah. down in, in Lakeland, Florida yeah. um, with their rookie ball team for the first probably month, month and a half, and then kind of went up and down from rookie and high A, which is both in sure. the, which is both, uh, both teams are out of Lakeland, Florida. Okay. So didn't have to do any moving, so to say, but it was more nice. or less just moving locker rooms sure. and stuff like yeah. that. So kind of up and down between rookie ball and high A all year and then tend off the season I got called up to double A mm-hmm. which is kind of a crazy story in itself because yeah. not a lot of guys you know get to play double A in, in, in a five-year career right and then it, it was kind of a feather in my cap to be able to say I played got some double A time in in my first year and I was actually on a uh, I was on a flight home because our playoffs in rookie ball got canceled Hurricane Dorian like the big hurricane yeah. that was supposed to like wipe out the East Coast. They uh the league made an announcement that canceling the playoffs for sending his home. We're getting his all on flights, you're getting out of Florida. So uh I was actually I was in New York on a connecting flight on my way home and got a call from our player development guy in Lakeland saying, You're not going home today, you're getting on a flight and you're going to Cleveland. And you're meeting the AA team in Akron, Ohio. They're on the road. So finished uh, finished up their season, the four-game set with them. And, yeah, so it was uh, keep you on your toes in pro ball, that's oh, for yeah. sure. I mean, you can be in one city one day and the next the other. and It's crazy fun. So just to put that into context, Cole, um, for our listeners, you basically, I don't want to say skipped, but you basically moved up two levels yeah bang bang right like yeah so i mean in minor league baseball it's not some people get confused sometimes where it's like if you sign with a team you've got to go through six different levels to get to the major leagues right it's not like you sign and and you just go to camp and then you're up there at the Mm -hmm. big club right like there's rookie ball there's short a there's low a there's high a there's double a and then there's triple a and then the big leagues. Yeah. So there's <clears throat> essentially six levels that you don't necessarily need to go through, but yeah. there's six levels before the major leagues. So yeah. it's uh, it can be quite a climb for some guys. So because it's it's pretty unheard of, right, for someone to go from double A right up to the show. There's usually a stop in triple A. Usually, yeah. I mean, if you get those big young prospects, yeah. like I know, like with the Blue Jays, just Vladdy Jr. and, right. and Bo Bichette, I think they. They one of them might have got called up right from double A okay. to the show. Yeah. I mean it's it's not uncommon, but I would say that they're more or less likely to have a stop in Triple A right. before they go to the big leagues. Gotcha. So And then you've been here training? Yeah, I've been here since while. since the day after Labor Day, I guess, yeah. in September and just been home here. I got a full time job and just finished up with that and been training with you guys all since I got home and now we're starting to amp up, getting into the baseball-specific yeah. training and starting to throw and hit and, 
and start receiving some baseballs and stuff yeah. like that, starting to get sharp for spring training. So, And, and what is your timeline, um, I guess, for the winter into the spring in terms of training? And then, like you said, you mentioned some baseball-specific stuff. Right. And then, and then it's game time. Yeah, so, I mean, basically from a couple of days ago, I started to swing the bat a little bit, just some easy easy swings off the tee and some underhand short cage. Um, and then I'll start amping things up, you know, start seeing some velocity from the pitch machine and, and start doing that kind of thing. And I know there's a couple pitchers here that, like J.P. Stevenson, yep. he told me that he wants to start throwing live to hitters and stuff mm -hmm. like that in the next month or two. So me and him will link up, and, and I'll try and take some live ABs mm -hmm. off of him and, and even catch, catch his bullpens to yep. get me start seeing that velocity again and, and that kind of thing. So... I mean, this next this next month is pretty crucial because it's the it's the last month I got here. And, yeah. You know, can't be going down there looking like I just laid down <laughs> all, all fall and wasted the winter, exactly yeah. just wasted away the winter. So yeah. now I'm excited to start getting this ball rolling here with the baseball stuff. So nice. Yes, so sir. did they give you um, when you finished out in Double A? What are some things that they told you they'd like to see if you improve in your game or areas of focus to make kind of make that jump back? Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, pro ball is kind of different just because there's so many guys in in the in the organization, so they don't necessarily send out an email or like have a face to face meeting with you at the end of the season and like tell you what you need to work on. Rather than school, like when I was in, in university, that's what they did. Like we had fall meetings after our fall season and then we had spring like spring meetings after our season was done and people were going home but with pro ball they kind of just leave you with very minimal information and you kind of gotta understand and self-diagnose what you gotta improve on and I know myself I had to improve my offensive outlook on the game and you know kind of start getting my swing a little better and stuff like that and just keep sharp with the catching but other than that, um, they didn't really have too many words. Mm -hmm. So, how do you how do you do that? Do you find do you think that's challenging in the off season? Like, you know, trying to be a a better offensive presence at the plate is that something that's yeah? I mean, it's definitely tough to do just hitting off the tee right. or, or taking <clears throat> batting practice. You know, it's kind of in game kind of situations, mm -hmm. and that was the thing that we did at school a lot. Like, yeah, it'd just be batting practice. Mm -hmm. But they'd put us in game situations, and they right. put an emphasis on being comfortable in uncomfortable situations. Mm -hmm. That was one thing that, that really helped our players at Pitt and in Kansas and in Calgary when I was there in Oaks Oaks. It's just being comfortable in uncomfortable situations. And it is tougher now that I don't have the, the higher figure, so to say, like a right. coach with me all the time for baseball. So I kind of got to, I guess, just do that myself and yeah. emphasize, you know, put it in my head when I'm just doing my own tee work or my own batting practice that, okay, here's a situation, like, get it done right here. You yeah. know what I mean? So, yeah. yeah. Um, you mentioned you went to Ogotoks Academy. Yes. You left home at 15, 16? 17? 16, grade 16, 11. Yeah. Grade 11 and 12, I was out there. I can't okay. remember. What age I was specifically, and but how, uh, um, how was that adjustment? Was that it was tough. I assume it was. Man, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie and say I acclimated to that move well. Yeah, it was a tough move. Um, it did help that I knew a couple guys that were already out there, and I was yep. going out with a couple 
guys from PEI that I play Canada games with and stuff like that. So in that regard, it, it helped. But, you know, you're leaving everything you yeah. knew in the smallest province of Canada and you're going to one of the biggest provinces in Canada and yeah. on the West Coast. Like, it's half it's across the country. It was a tough move, but yeah. it was a move that I had to do. Um, definitely helped having... You know, good bill of family. Yeah. I still keep in contact with them. I love them to death. Um, and then just the coaches and, and teammates at, at Oaks to Oaks, you know, they just made you feel at home. The community just revolved around around that baseball right. club. So, it, yeah, it was awesome. But at the same time, it's the move's not for everybody. Right. Like, you yeah. got to be you got to be tough. Like, but. And, and kind of on that note, do you think you possess certain qualities that allowed you to do that, whereas, you know, maybe someone else would – would struggle a little bit more or not maybe not embrace that yeah I mean I knew at a young age that I wanted to play college baseball but I just didn't know like the road to take to get there because the only guys that I really knew of that played college ball before me was Dylan Doucette from out my way and then Tanner Mitch and then Andrew McNevin and Andrew McDonald and those boys like they took the route where they didn't necessarily have to leave the island. Like, right. I know Tanner, Tanner went to Vauxhall, which was yeah. a team we played a lot in Oaks Oaks. But Brody McDonald played Vauxhall. I don't know that. I don't know. Brody's a southpaw, isn't he? Yeah, he, he is. is. <clears throat> he is. I don't I know. I think he played at Vauxhall. He might have. He very well could have. Yeah. But he'd be quite a bit older than you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he'd be older than me. But, but yeah, no. Um, oh, where were we? Um. Before I sidetracked the interview. <laughs> Before we got to talk about Brody. Yeah. I hope so. Those guys kind of laid the path. So, yeah, so, so I guess. there's a bit of a pipeline out there. So how did you end up out there? So I went to the Eastern Baseball Academy. Uh, Jason Monahan was still runs it and was running it at the time that, that I went there. I went there for a winter. And a coach from Oaks Oaks, a coach from Vauxhall, and a couple other academies from out in Alberta came to PEI for a scouting trip i guess you could say they kind of went all around the maritimes and his coach uh aj feastro from oaks oaks that kind of saw me in, at the complex there in stratford and you know we kind of kept in touch and, and he emailed me and you know one thing led to another and you know we got everything finalized so mm-hmm. they uh they took a trip out here and saw a couple of us and wanted to sign us so it was a uh, pretty easy we didn't have to go anywhere to to kind of get noticed by those boys they kind of came to us which was nice and you know it was an awesome thing that jason and and andrew and those boys put on for us so yeah i just i don't want to get too sidetracked but whenever i searched brody mcdonald the banker came up first (laughs) (laughs) uh financial advisor at td that's definitely not the same bird (laughs) but another he's a synergy client as well shout out brody yeah um, but you, do you got Brody here? I do, but it looks like it's just the Canada Games. Yeah. So we'll have to. We'll have to do some digging we'll for, our, for our listeners. <laughs> yeah. So, you ended up out there, Cole, and that that seemed like a pivotal time in your career. Yeah. Um, any specific people who have really helped you with your game or, or influenced you along your your sporting journey? Yeah, I mean, there's been been a ton like I know I'm gonna miss some names here but you know just from a young age like my whole family my dad all my uncles you know they were always eager to throw the ball with me or play street hockey or do whatever like it didn't necessarily have to be ball but um you know they pounded into me at a young age like you gotta 
put in the work if you want to you know do something you're not just gonna it's not gonna be given to you so yeah my whole family and then you know just the coaches I had growing up like Reg Conahan from Cardigan and and Lenny Doucet from Mount Stewart and Desi Doyle Bob Doyle Keith Krasel for the for the Canada game team I had and then you know every coach every coach at Oaks Oaks was just tremendous you know they wanted to get the best out of their players and they wanted to see you move on and you know, I had a really good relationship with all my catching coaches. Um, from every place I've been to, you know, Desi, he's obviously been been a catcher his whole life, and he kind of showed me at a young age, like, what you got to do to kind of catch at the next level. And, and then moving on to Oaks Oaks with, with Coach Scotty Smith, you know, I still keep in t- contact with him. He's an awesome dude. And then, you know, just everybody at the schools I went to assistant coaches you know I can't I don't want to name them all because it'll it'll take up it'll take up but you know I don't like to leave people out because I feel like I've taken something from every single coach I've ever had and put it in my back pocket you know because I just didn't know if I would ever need that for for future reference so I mean there's been there's been a ton of people that have kind of helped me get to where I am today and you know be grateful for that forever so um would you say you're a routine-oriented person, Cole? Like, I assume you have probably some sort of pre-game, you know, or in-game routine. But yeah, would you say that it's... For sure, yeah. especially, you know, when I was at school. Like, here, when I'm in the off-season, I'm not so much routine-oriented. Mm-hmm. I just, I get my work done. I don't really have a set set schedule when I'm in the off-season. But when I was at school, it was, you know, you're getting up, 7 a.m. lift, go yep. to class till lunchtime go get lunch, go to the training room, do what you got to do to get ready for practice, early work, then get into practice. I was usually catching bullpens or, yeah. or doing whatever, getting my pitchers, and then full practice. Yeah. So that was basically the routine for all of fall yeah. in, in school. And then once once spring hit, once the season hit, it's basically, you know, go time. You got to do whatever you got to do to keep your body healthy. Yeah. So every day, you know, it was class. Then it was training room, then it was practice, then it was lift, then it was go home, eat, sleep, yep. do homework. I mean, that's pretty much yeah. it's pretty much the life the, the life of the student athlete. I mean, you guys you guys know how it is. Yeah. It's 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 a grueling schedule, but you know, I wouldn't wouldn't change it for the world. You know, it, it kept kept me in shape and and you know, I got my degree and, and now I'm playing pro ball, so And you're someone that, that thrives, because not everyone like thrives on routine right mm-hmm. some guys kind of begrudgingly do it but no they, exactly they don't, they don't like that structure yeah would you say you're someone that that does enjoy that yeah for of, sure yeah and that was half the reason why I wanted to come work out with you guys this yeah. year was because I knew if I just went to a you know a gym just like a good life or something yeah. like that you know it was up to myself to to kind of foam roll and right. get a good stretch in and all that rather than just getting right into the lift i knew that if i came here it'd be you roll you roll out you stretch yeah. you get a good warm-up in then you get lift in yeah then you stretch at the end of the workout yeah you know what i mean so that's i would say that you know structure is is a big thing mm-hmm. like with me and and working out and and just life in general so yeah any particular players you <clears throat> mod, you want to model yourself after or yeah i mean growing up it was basically you know Pudge rodriguez i mean he was he was the goat at that time he's still like one of the greatest catchers to ever play the game now and then and i was as i was 
you know, getting older, getting into high school, Buster Posey came came on the yeah. scene, and you know, we won a World Series in his rookie year, and you know, he really emphasized leadership. How he came in, being a rookie, was a catcher, handled that pitching staff, yeah. and basically got them to a World Series. You know what I mean? So, he's definitely somebody that I'd love to model my game mm-hmm. after. Um, <clears throat> I just love the way he carries himself and and his leadership values and just the way. I just feel like he's a good teammate. You know, I feel like his teammates don't have enough good to say about him. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I would say yeah, probably Buster Posey as yeah. right now. I mean, he would be he would be someone that I would emulate for sure. Yeah, that's a good one. He's still pretty good. Yeah, he's injury plagued, but yeah. that just happened. That comes with like the position. My, my favorite catcher growing up. Could you name it? Was it a Blue Jay? Uh, but I just gave you a hint that you'll be happy to know this. <clears throat> Jason Veritek. Nope. Wow. Before him. Threw the one leg out the side. Threw the one leg out the side. Tony Pena. Oh. <laughs> that is going back. Yeah, I thought you were going to say like Johnny Bench or somebody. You thought I was going to say Pat Borders. <laughs> I was sure you were going to say Jason Veritek. Really? Yeah, the captain. <laughs> Had the C on and everything. He did. There's um, not been very many catchers that wear that C. It's like hockey. Didn't, didn't they put Robert, the C on Roberto Luongo one year? Yeah, that was a disaster. That, that did not go well. <laughs> that was a disaster. A year later, they got Corey Schneider in the pipes. Yeah. Um, what a, Like, we opened with Wild Thing, but yeah. if you had a walk-up song, Cole, what would it be? Right. It's honestly, man, it's changed. I think I've been in college for four years, and it changed every four yeah. years. But um, in my senior year, like last year um, at Pitt, it was Burning Man by Dirk Bentley and Brothers nice. Osborne yeah. right at the course there. When it, like when it. it came in, it was, yeah. I don't know, just Santa good over the stadium speakers, and it was wicked, and I've had... Money for Nothing by the Dire Straits, right at oh. that, right at that opening guitar riff. That was sick. That was sick. Um, what else I have? Um, God's gonna cut you down yeah, by Johnny. Johnny Cash and Shipping Up to Boston by the Dropkick Murphys. Shipping Up to Boston. <laughs> that was my. Do, do we know? Do you know who I'm gonna come out with? Uh, Shipping Up to Boston. It's his favorite song. He spent time in an American League team on the outskirts of Boston, approximately 45 minutes from there. Hockey player trained here. Pro player, now works, I believe, for the San Jose Sharks. Jimmy. Jimmy Bono. Jimmy Bono. Favorite <clears throat> song, Tripping Up to Boston. Boy. That's a good list, Cole. That, that is a good list. You know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out on a limb here and say those are the best theme songs I've heard yet on this show. Wow. Mm-hmm. Jeez. That's a... Uh... Way better than Kenny McDougal's. <laughs> You know what? His is actually a good, good end. Long way to the top. If you yeah. want to rock and roll. Yeah, his is good. Um, what's high performance to you, Cole? Like whenever you think of... Whenever I think of high performance, um, I don't think it as necessarily a term that just applies to the gym. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think of high performance, you got to live <clears throat> a high performance life. Mm-hmm. Like outside of the gym, you know, you got to fuel your body with the right things. You got to get the right amount of sleep. You got to, if you're, if you're a student athlete, you got to get your homework done. Yeah. You know, you got to make sure your grades are up so you can be eligible to get on the field and, and help your team. So, 
Um, and then obviously getting after it in the gym and getting that, getting after it on the on the field, on the rink, you know, what, whatever it is, what have you. So, yeah, I mean, high performance to me would just be going at every aspect of life with the right intent and, you know, doing everything with a purpose. Mm-hmm. That would be that would be high performance for me. Yeah, that's a good answer. That's a really good answer. Um, next one for me, why, why baseball? Like, did you played other sports. Yeah, I mean, up. I played, you know, I was just kind of the typical Canadian kid, played hockey, hockey in the wintertime and played a little bit of soccer in the fall for middle school and yeah. stuff like that and then played baseball in the summer. Um, I mean, I loved hockey. I still do love hockey. Yeah. I mean, I try and get out and play shinny as much as I can with, uh, with the fellows whenever I'm home, but... Um, I think I kind of chose baseball just because I felt like I had more of a chance at doing something right. with that sport rather than hockey. You know, yeah. I played hockey. I played AAA up until Bantam, and, yeah. you know, I just wasn't – like, I just wasn't yeah. a standout player, you know what I mean? So I felt like if I just devoted most of my time to baseball that I could yeah. kind of go somewhere and, and maybe get a little bit of my school paid for yeah. and, and, you know, have the – opportunities to maybe play professional someday and it just happened to work out and yep. I guess it paid off for me but I mean with that being said I don't think that at a young age that kids should just limit themselves to one sport right you know you gotta you gotta play other sports because that's you know how are you ever gonna know what you like and what right. you don't if you just limit yourself to one sport at at such an early age and you know it, it was when I was playing hockey that you know, leadership and, and work ethic really got drilled into me at a young age, you know, because, you know, hockey is taken very much more serious than baseball yeah. on the island. And, you know, the coaches that I had in hockey, they really they really helped me with, you know, developing leadership skills and, and that kind of thing at a young age. So, I mean, I cherished every, you know, every winter I did play hockey and then that helped me moving on down the road with baseball and, and being a catcher, you know, trying to lead a team and, you know, handle the pitching staff and that kind of right. thing, so. Yeah, I think that idea of, like, skills transfer is one of the biggest yeah, benefits for sure. of, of playing different yeah. sports, um, whether it's athletic skills or, mm-hmm. you know, off ice or off field or off diamond. Yeah. Um, last one for me. You mentioned you want to get a little bit better at the plate. Mm-hmm. Um, what about your strengths? What do you think some of your strengths are? Um... Definitely my defense. Yeah. Um, catching, it's, you know, I've been fortunate enough to have great catching coaches over the years that really helped me develop. And, you know, one thing led to another. And I think that's what kind of got me moved up yeah. the ranks so fast was my defense and my ability to handle the pitching staff and, yeah. you know, kind of corral them and, ha- and, and instill trust in them so they can trust me, you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, I would say my defense. And then in an offensive standpoint, probably just, you know, knowing what pitch I'm looking for and, right. and what count. You know, I, I get on base, I walk a shit down. Yeah. So um, that would probably be, you know, my offensive strength yeah. would probably be knowing my situation in the count right. and, and dialing in on one pitch and, and not chasing stuff out of the zone. So Yeah, I was looking at your stats before. Um, your on-base percentage was over four last year, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 403. So, yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah, thanks, yeah. man. But, no, in terms of that, I mean – yeah, just being selective, you know, yeah. looking what, knowing what you wanna, what you wanna hit, and yeah. and making sure that you're dialed in on that one pitch. So, no, 
Oh, that's just super cool. And <clears throat> I don't know if you have much more, Travis, but one last question for me. How would you like your teammates to describe you? Jeez, um, that's a good question. Um, just a hard worker, you know, tough as nails would yeah. probably be one thing, you know. I, with the multitude of games that I caught in Pittsburgh, um, I think the boys would probably describe me as tough. Yeah. Um, just a leader, you know, outgoing. I like to joke around in the locker yeah. room, so uh, I like to keep things loose. But, yeah, probably just, you know, tough, hard worker, yeah. leadership if – the boys said any any of those three about me i'd be i'd be content so um that actually reminds me of one question i had uh what's one quality that you look for in others in others whether it's a teammate or a coach or just your friends maybe like honestly man honesty and and trust yeah like if i tell you something like personal because you know you go through things when you're away from home and and you need people to lean on it, whether that's teammates or coaches. So, and I need to be able to trust you that you can keep that between us yeah. and, and that you're going to be honest with me in, in what that you think I need to do to kind of solve the situation or dissolve the problem, you know what I mean? So I would say, yeah, trust and honesty and, and just being a good teammate, you know what I mean? Just not being a suck and... and throwing your helmet after you get a no because we play a game of failure like right. if we succeed three out of ten times we're considered hall of famers right? right like we play a game of failure so if if you're going around sucking throwing your helmet cursing swearing about everything and how the world's against you then that's that's not the teammate that i want to be around right. and that's <clears throat> something i'm going to call you out on and that you need to improve so but yeah no i mean those things boys would be something i look for in others and I know that I found that in a lot of good friends and good teammates over the years, so yeah. I was lucky. Nice. So awesome. We're not gonna hold him much longer. He's got a workout to do. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, I thought you were done. No man, but oh. I don't got nothing else to do today. <laughs> I thought you were. I thought you were foam rolling at the end. No, he, he was foam rolling to get ready for the interview. <laughs> I was. That's, I was telling you know, his boys. He had. He had some nerves. But I think you did a great job. Thanks a lot, Cole. Oh, I appreciate it. It's my pleasure. Thanks for letting um, me come in. Did great. It's great, great insight, especially for for young athletes out there to listen to mm-hmm. that. You know, there's a few really good nuggets about how to be a good teammate. I l- absolutely love uh, to get comfortable being uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah. Morgan would love that. Love it. That's one of his favorite things. Love it. <clears throat> That'll probably be, if, if Morgan says, what did you miss this winter? Uh, you know, when he comes back in the summertime or whatever, I think I'll say, you, we would have liked working with Cole. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's one thing. I don't get to... He'd feed off your, uh, your intensity, focus, and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. So. yeah, with my season being in the summertime, I don't get to come no, back no, and, you'll, you'll and see, miss the, all the, hockey see the animals too. that work out in here. <laughs> yeah. So, but, you know. Which is, you know, a little segue to why we're airing a baseball interview the first week of January. Mm-hmm. It's because we have Cole on a limited time frame. Yeah. And, yeah. and we didn't want to start messing around trying to get you in right well, before spring no. training. You know, so we appreciate you. Boys. Yeah, no, it's awesome. Appreciate you coming out, Cole. Yeah, oh, thanks, yeah, Cole. no, thank you, guys. Um, thank you. So I don't, I don't know what song to end with. Cole gave us a playlist. You guys make that executive wow. decision. 
Uh, shipping up to Boston. Let's go to shipping up to Boston, just because you know. <laughs> because I think it's, it's my favorite of them. And I think it's already in my iTunes library. So okay. there you go. That'll be good. That'll yeah. be good. Awesome. Sealed, delivered. Perfect. Thanks, Cole. Hey, boys. Thanks a lot. Thank you.